I'm Chara Santilli. I was born with ambition. My parents were entrepreneurs and I pushed myself to be high school valedictorian, class president, most artistic, and most likely to succeed. The summer I turned 19, we celebrated my dad's 50th birthday with a hot air balloon ride. A crash landing left him with a broken neck, me with a broken heart, and my mom coping through alcohol. My relentless ambition helped me become a successful entrepreneur, yet my own private paralysis and overachiever addiction ruled me. I finally ventured on a quest for my best life. I found the path of my inner peace, how to stay on it and how to show the way for others. Now it's your turn. Ready to take that load off your shoulders? Join me so you can cherish your life. I do not have a super green thumb when it comes to gardening and plants overall, yet I have managed to learn the specific water and sun needs for the indoor plants we have so that I've been able to keep them alive. Yay! (laughs) There's one specific plant that has received some extra love and attention from me lately. And today I realized that the experience I've had with this plant over the last few months really is a great metaphor for some of the experiences we have in life. Technically, this plant, I guess, is actually three separate Monstera plants, all in one pot. And a friend gave them to us as a gift about a year ago when they were each small and young. And I put the pot in the sunniest spot of the house because they really like sun. And I rotated it regularly so a different side would directly face the sun, the windows. And I also diligently kept an eye on the water level. And I, I loved how the pot it was in at the time had a water gauge. So um, there was no guesswork in that, which is awesome. All three of these monsteras were totally happy and thriving and many new leaves were forming. I saw little water droplets at the end of the leaves, which I always loved to touch. And the process amazes me that they can absorb water through their roots, pull it up into the leaves and expel, is that the right word here? Expel any excess water it no longer needs out through the edges of the leaves. It's just really remarkable to me, that whole process. Well, I noticed the roots running out of room and starting to come up through the soil. So it was obvious that it was time to repot the plant. I ordered a larger pot and plenty of this same special type of soil that it was in initially that I knew it really liked. And I remember the day I gathered everything together and took it outside so I could have fun making a bit of a mess and get these beauties moved over into their new larger home. I really enjoyed this process. It was a nice, quiet morning, and I was happily listening to a fun and inspiring course I was taking at the time. And as I mentioned earlier, I don't have a major green thumb. And that's not bad. It's just that I haven't spent much time experiencing or learning about gardening. The plants that we have that I have learned how to take care of are doing well because I learned those skills over time. I learned what they needed to take care of those specific plants. I don't really have much experience repotting plants, and it turns out 
that I waited too long for this one. The roots were pretty locked up in the starter pot and they were really bound up in the rocky soil because it was just too crowded in there. I did my best to get them out, but in the process, I ended up breaking them short. And in hindsight, it occurred to me, you know, I should have let the whole thing soak in water for a while first, but that just didn't come to my mind at the time. As I was finishing repotting them, I had a mixture of feelings come over me. You know, on one hand, I was really proud of my accomplishment as this was not something I did very often. And on the other hand, I was a bit concerned that the roots were now too short and that I had damaged all three of these plants. So each of them quickly started to show signs of trouble as some of their leaves began to yellow. The initial concern that I was feeling turned into total worry and dread that I had damaged them beyond any repair. And I noticed that I first felt an immense amount of shame for not knowing how to more safely transplant them, for not asking for help, for not searching online what to do in that instance before I was just forcing them out and ended up breaking the roots. I found myself Googling, you know, after the fact to find out how much root these plants actually needed to survive. And I learned that the amount that they'd been shortened to was really too short. And I, it, it was looking bad. It was looking like this would cause damage. And I was scared to tell our friend. I finally mustered up the courage one day to send him a voice message explaining what happened and asking for his advice because he'd become really great with plants. He, I should have called him the day I was transplanting and, you know, asked him for a tip too, but I didn't. So anyway, here we are later. He told me that in this case, to leave the yellow leaves until they dried up because the plant would then pull all the uh, nutrients from those leaves, like every last drop. And which I'd never thought about before. I thought, oh, that's really smart. Great to know. And then he told me that monsteras are really resilient and that he he felt like they were going to bounce back. So I did my best to water them extra, but trying not to flood them, just knowing that the roots were so short, you know, I needed to kind of water at the surface and try to get some water there just enough. I misted the leaves. And I also followed my husband's suggestion of putting a few ice cubes on the soil every um, day or so. And I also talked to the plants and I apologized to them and I asked them to please hang in there. I remember hearing about studies where researchers have found that when people talk kindly to plants, it helps them grow faster. So I thought, you know, they're living things and I am so sorry and please hang in there, please grow, please, you can do it. So um, I did everything I could that was in my control. And then I had to let go of the outcome and I had to release my expectations. I had to you know, remind myself that no matter what happened to them, it was okay. I didn't mean to harm them. I was learning And now I know more than I did before. And I had to trust myself to do my best to do what I could do 
as I nursed them, and also trust that they'd do their best to heal themselves too. And I'll tell you though, it honestly took a few weeks to give myself a break and let go of the guilty feelings I had. So now here I am about, I think it's about two months since this happened. And I'm sure you're wondering, did the plants survive? Drum roll. Yes, I'm happy to report that all three are thriving. In fact, I was prepping the notes for this episode while sitting at my dining room table where I could easily see them in the corner of the room and the sun was shining through the leaves and they were just happy as a clam. They There's even a few new leaves unfurling now and what I think is a new baby plant coming up through the soil. And almost every day, I happily touch those little water droplets at the end of the leaves. So let's look at the life lessons here. I found 12 of them. Can you believe that? 12 lessons in this experience. And here they are. Number one, do your best with the skills and the knowledge you have in any moment and in any situation. Number two, be willing to play. Try something new and make a mess. Number three, know that sometimes you'll unintentionally cause damage. Number four, it's totally normal to beat yourself up when you realize how you could have done something better. Number five, give yourself compassion so you can quiet your inner critic and forgive yourself. Number six, the sooner you can let go of your expectations and be okay with any outcome, the better you'll feel. Number seven, be willing to ask for help. Number eight, repot yourself as you grow. It doesn't have to be a complete overhaul, move to a new home. It could be finding simple ways to refresh something in your surroundings to give you more space, either literally or figuratively. Number nine, don't be afraid to dig deep, but find the way of least resistance instead of forcing something. Number 10, water yourself. Number 11, enjoy some sunshine. Number 12, trust. Trust in yourself to do your best. Trust in others to do their best. And my closing quote for today is by Noor Shirazi. She's a poet. If flowers can teach themselves how to bloom after winter passes, so can you. I hope you're enjoying my Cherish Your Life podcast. If this is supporting you in any way, please review, subscribe, and share it with friends and family. You can follow me on social media at Cherish Your Life. And my website is cherishyourlife.com. Yep, my name's unique. Here's an easy tip for you to pronounce and spell it. It's like the city, Paris, but with a CH. Special thanks to my dear friend, Paul Soyuljis, who enhanced and mixed the musical track. Little did we know back in college in the 90s, while my then boyfriend, now husband, and I listened to Paul riff on his guitar, 
that he'd be helping me decades later give a creative touch to something called a podcast.